Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. In truth, the best gift that you can give your children is to protect the health of their parents' marriage, meaning yours. You are their first teachers about relationships. How you and your partner interact is laying the groundwork for their future relationships. And the health of their relationships will determine the quality of their lives, because that's true for all of us. Unfortunately, most of us never get any formalized instruction on relationships. What we know we have picked up, quote unquote, on the street, so to speak. Not the way we want our children to learn most things, and certainly not something so important as love. But today, I'm going to address that with my guest, speaker, author, and founder and director of Better Dad Ministries, Rick Johnson. So Rick, thanks for coming on the show and talking about what doesn't get talked about a lot. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You wrote a piece that appeared on the Good Men Project, Four Things to Teach Your Children About Love. And I found it really fascinating because one of my Leslie-isms is that no one has to take a relationship 101 class and everybody should. So mm. uh, <laughs> why do you think it is important to teach our kids about love? I mean, like I said, you know, most of the time we just learn it on the streets. It's like, isn't this sure. what love is? Well, that's probably not the best way to learn things, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's um, it's something, again, you're right, we don't talk about, and we I think parents don't intentionally teach their kids. Now, their example obviously speaks louder than their words, but at the same time, um, you know, as an example, I came from a very abusive alcoholic home, and I had, when I got married, I had no clue what normal relationships look like. I thought the home I come from was normal, because I had never seen anything different, so... But yeah. for you, it was normal. Right. And so, you know, it took a lot of years of my wife saying, <laughs> that's not normal, and telling me why. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's something we overlook a little bit and probably doesn't take much. I've been talking to my, I got a 10-year-old granddaughter that we adopted, and um, I've been talking to her. She's going through puberty now, uh -huh. unbelievably. Uh -huh. And um, so I've been talking a lot about men and relationships and how men are and what to look for, what not to look for, you know, the whole situation. So uh -huh. hopefully it's entering into her, right. <laughs> into her, her hormone laden brain. Yep. Well, I mean, and that's, I mean, and that's part of the thing, because, I mean, you know, people think relationships are natural and up to a point they are, but just like you said, your your experience was becomes your normal. And this is what I tell people. Right. Anything that happened in the four walls of your home growing up is normal. And we don't know whether or not that's good, bad, or indifferent until mm -hmm. we try to create it. And then, you know, and, and even if we promise that we are not going to repeat that pattern, right. if we don't know what else to do, that pattern's all we've got. Right. 
and it leaves if we don't do it, it leaves a void that we need to fill. And if we don't know what to fill it with, these those especially under stress, those old um, yeah. habits come back. Right. Yeah, that's what I tell people with a, like, with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> right. And even though, and you know, and I, I used to have my supervisor used to ask me. He said, Leslie, have you ever known somebody to just stop doing something? And I said, not unless they have an alternative behavior to engage in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the problem comes in. Is is that you know we end up doing these things on autopilot um, because and, right. and and if we don't know what else to do, right. but love is but love we is follow in the footsteps. Yeah, yeah, we follow in the footsteps that we're – well, and, you know, it's interesting that um, we can actually change. I, my wife is a perfect example. She um, came from a very abusive home, left home at, like, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I asked her why. I said, how the world did you turn out to be, you know, a, a, a normal human being, right? And be a <laughs> normal human being, right? And she said, you know, I just decided I did not want to live that kind of life or be that kind of person. and. Mm. And well, thankfully, she did have some role models throughout the years of what a healthy marriage mm-hmm. and relationship looked like. So I think even if we don't have a good, there are things we can do like educating ourselves, having mentors, role models right. um, that we can change. That's, that's what I did. It took, and it took a long time and a lot of hard work, but it's possible. So I want to jump into these four things that that you say are important to teach our kids. And the first thing you say is that love is forgiveness. So why do you equate those two and how does forgiveness work in your mind? Well, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said a great quote about the fact that if you want to have a good marriage, you have to wake up and forgive your spouse every day. Right. <laughs> or several and times I, during the day, I think, is part exactly. of the quote. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's pretty true. And um, I think forgiveness plays a big part. You know, when you're with somebody 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, you know, little things can get built up. And I think they don't really matter that much in a relationship, mm-hmm. but they get blown out of proportion. And so um, the ability to forgive uh, allows us to be able to love. And um, the ability to not be able to forgive, I think, causes us to hate as opposed to loving each other. And so if we can teach our kids to forgive, um, they got a big step up in life, I think, of leading a happy life. So what does forgiveness look like? Because I talk about forgiveness a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people in their minds, they equate, if I forgive, it means what the person did was okay. I'm going, no, 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 that's right. not what it means. So what does it right. mean for you? Well, and I, I think you have to talk about that kind of stuff. You know, you, you can't just let things go that, mm-hmm. that, that are a problem. But after you've talked about it, yeah, I, I just had a talk the other day and it was like, Wow, I didn't know that's how you that's how you interpreted what I said or what yeah. I did. I, I had no idea. And same with me, it was like she had no idea. And so, you know, I think under those circumstances to forgive, and I think we both did at that point. We we're like, wow, I, you know, I I really um, apologize for what I did. I didn't mean to to hurt mm-hmm. you, and and you know, I forgive you for that. And so it's uh, it's very powerful because you kind of wipe the slate clean, so to speak, and you can step forward now and and have a have a healthy relationship. And yeah, and I love the fact that you ta- you know, that it's talked about because you said something that is so important is that what I meant isn't necessarily mm. how it landed, right. and 
you know, I mean, I talk about with working with my clients, it's like, can you give your partner the benefit of the doubt? Can mm-hmm. you can you look at your partner with goodwill and generosity that they don't know that what they just did or said didn't sit well with me? I mean, and a lot of people right. will sit and just stew on it. And it's like, right, well, well right. they should have known. I'm like going, oh, my gosh, well, the, the, the you know, mind reading school of relationships. This. You probably uh, will get a lot of feed blowback on this, but I think women are really bad at allowing stuff to stew and fester, and and pretty soon it's blown way out of proportion, and okay. and I don't even know what I did. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Well, that I mean that's part of it. I mean, it, and it is one of those things where, you know, uh, I I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's a there there was a. YouTube video, it's probably still there. It's got, I don't care. It's probably been 15 years since it came out about laugh your way to a better marriage. And it's the mm. idea that women remember things differently. And I don't necessarily want to say better, but, you know, because it's like I, you know, I remember having conversations with either my son or my husband or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I remember my, my having one a conversation with my son. And he says, you never told me that. I said, yes, you were coming mm-hmm. down the stairs. I was coming up mm-hmm. the stairs. Halfway through right. that, we had this conversation, and he went, oh, yeah, you're right. And it wasn't that, you know, but again, the other thing that people have to understand is I'm going to pay atten- more attention to the things that are important to me, so I'm mm-hmm. going to remember that differently than you do. I mean, remember my, my, right. my oldest sister, one year old she wanted for Christmas was a baseball glove, and my mother has no recollection of that. And because it wasn't important to my mother, but it was very important mm-hmm. to my sister. And so these are the mm-hmm. kinds of things that are really important. And so that forgiveness is is really critical. Well, and you, you brought up a really good point about giving your spouse the benefit of the doubt. I mean, we tend to yeah. give compassion and forgiveness <laughs> easier to strangers or people at work than we do yeah. our spouse. And that's the person that loves us more than anybody in the world. We should be giving them way more grace than we do other people. Right. And, you know, and, and so a lot of times people go, well, but they did it on purpose. I said, why do you want to believe they did it on purpose? Now, mm-hmm. I mean, now there are some things that it's like, okay, but, but to jump off the bat to say to somebody, well, you did this purposely to hurt me. It's like, right. why do you want to believe that about your partner? Exactly. Why would I do that? You know, I mean, and, and you know, I mean, and a lot of times it's you, people will say, well, because I've told them 20 times and you talk to, <laughs> and you talk to, the other person and they go I don't know what you're talking about because it wasn't clear (laughs) it wasn't right that hurts me don't do that again (laughs) right Um, so second thing and this is a really important one the second lesson that you identify that you say we should teach our kids is that love is not about sex so how is it that you think these two get conflated and what role does sex play in a loving relationship. Well, I th- I think it gets conflated by Hollywood and every movie and television show that's ever been made talks about, you know, people fall into bed right away and then somehow they're in this huge loving relationship. And sometimes that happens, but my experience has been that, you know, love and sex are not necessarily intertwined. Um, I, yeah. You, I, especially men, I think men can sleep uh, 
can have sex with somebody and not have feelings towards them. I'm not uh-huh. sure women are as easily to do that, but um, and how I, they get mixed. I, again, I think that's just what our culture teaches us, and, and we need to tell our kids that that's not necessarily true. You just don't go out and have sex right. with somebody and expect them to fall in love. And if you expect a guy that you're dating to love you because you have sex with him, you're going to be in for a rude awakening um, because that's probably just not going to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, and, and I think this is part of the the myth of, of falling in love because of the falling in love hormones and, and all of that, right. you know, and the, you know, wanting to rip each other's clothes off and all, which, I mean, there's a, I mean, there, there's a place for that. And I call it, you know, falling in love those 18 months, it's, you know, the, the time right. we meet, we meet, mate and procreate, right. you know, but, right. but, but without that commitment and you know and I do think it is very very difficult um, you know and and I think even for men I think they still want to connect I you know it's not that they're not going to enjoy the physical aspect of it right but, right. but I think that when it's not just about sex when there is some level of a deeper connection. It becomes more meaningful. It is not just this physical act right. that any two exactly. people can, can, can right. do. Well, but I think you know, it's it was really very hard interesting. for today's teens. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, porn is is rampant. They can look at it any time they want for free and blah, 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 blah. But right. I came to the realization... Um, at some point in my life, I don't remember when, that um, I was equating sex to love. Mm-hmm. So I figured if I had sex with somebody, it automatically meant that they loved me, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, what I was searching, desperately searching for. And and it's not. It's it's not. It's it's a completely. It's almost a completely different thing. Now, sex does play a huge role in in our relationships once we have a relationship developed. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, when we're married, there's no question that sex creates intimacy and <clears throat> and is necessary there's <clears throat> excuse me there's no way we can have a healthy relationship and not enjoy physical um, mm-hmm. pleasure with our with our spouse so right but yeah i mean it, and that's it, something that you need to work on after 20 30 years <laughs> well, you know th- well, there's yeah. no hormones left so you got you got to really work on that so and i but, think most people just give up at a certain point you know mhm and that makes it tough to have a good marriage after so many years. Well, yeah, I mean, and I would argue there's a lot of things that people can do to to keep to keep that connection that that they don't. But that's a topic for another day. So right. this is happily ever after is just the beginning on WebTalkRadio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with speaker and author Rick Johnson about the lessons children need to learn about love. He is the founder and director of Better Dad Ministries. So you learned about love from your parents, and they learned about it from theirs, and so on and so on. And you're passing that knowledge to your children. And if the lessons haven't been good ones, the pattern of suffering will continue. But you have the power to change what's being learned. And good relationship skills can be taught if you're willing to acquire them. And if you are, I can help. You can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can send me an email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, 
at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, and as in Nancy, C as in charlie.com. And you can go to either place and um, reach out to me, and we can get you scheduled for your five-star relationship strategy session. Because, you know, knowing about love and knowing what works is, can make all the difference. So I want to get back to my conversation with Rick Johnson about what we should be teaching our kids or what we should actually be learning ourselves. Um, so Rick, you said that the third lesson is love is action, not emotion. So uh, could you um, expand on that? Sure. Well, you know, probably early on in the relationship, emotions play a, a huge role. But after you're in an established relationship, I think love is, an, is a verb. I think it's an action word. I think mm-hmm. that what we do speaks louder than what we say. And, um, and so we need to show that our spouse that we love them that by doing things that, you know, maybe you don't want to do, but makes them happy. And, um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. I, I was talking to a woman once and she was very upset that she didn't feel that her husband did his share of the chores around the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she said, you know, I was really upset about that. And one day I was sitting looking out the window and it was pouring down rain. And she said, my husband was out there on a ladder cleaning the gutters out. She said, and I didn't even know the gutters need to be cleaned out. And mm-hmm. she said, so I really had to stop and think that he was doing chores. He just wasn't doing the ones that I thought he should do. <laughs> and so, you know, again, we need to look at things as actions and not necessarily emotions. And I, I think if we can do that, and be a little bit more logical and rational about it, um, we'll see that our spouses aren't quite as bad as we think they are. Well, and, you know, and I love this concept that love is action because it really is, and this is where the love languages can come in um, Mm -hmm. very helpful because um, because I'm using my own definition of how, how do I feel loved and, Mm-hmm. If, if I'm not using my partners, then there's going to be this right. disconnect. And, exactly. You know, and and, and, we, and we tend to do with our partner what we want, right? Ab- and, absolutely. And, and that might not be what they want, what they need, one of their love languages, you know. Right, and we have to be willing to talk about it and willing to negotiate. Mm-hmm. What is what does that look like? And it's so funny because the other day, you know, my my husband happens to be sick right now, and um. And the other day, we have this we have this rule that whoever cooks the other one cleans up. It's just it's just the thing that we've had our whole marriage. And he was cleaning up the kitchen, and I said, "You're not feeling well. What are you doing?" And he goes, "Well, it's your love language because acts of service are my love one of my love Mm -hmm. languages." And it's like, Mm -hmm. "Honey, I appreciate it. Go lie down. I'm going to finish this." (laughs) But I mean, even even sick. He was right. trying to show me that he loved me. Right, exactly. And, you know, and, and so, and this idea that it is an action and I don't feel like it. Well, you know, sometimes feelings follow actions and sometimes actions right. follow feelings. And so sometimes Absolutely. it's like, you know, why wouldn't I want to show my partner by action? Right. And, and sometimes, and if, and if your love language happens to be words of affirmation, then the right. language is actually being, being told right. that your partner loves you, those actual exactly. words. 
Um, and, and it's funny because my husband, when we first met, said, "Don't expect to hear. I, don't expect to hear the words I love you." And he pretty <laughs> I much already said, told you once. Right. If it changes, pretty, I'll let you know. <laughs> right. But he pretty much. But, but he pretty much tells me every day. I mean, literally uh, in words. Now he always shows right. me, but frequently in words. You know. But right. but you know, and and it can be these. Well, I think women need things. to hear that. They need to hear you're beautiful. You're. I love you. You know. Well, I'll stay I, with you forever. I mean, I mean, and and again, I think you know, it's it, it is one of those things where I actually think everybody needs to hear that. I think men need right. to hear that they're loved and that they're found attractive, and you know right. that, that is respected, right, appreciated, right. <laughs> you know, and and how we do this, and and sometimes, and this is really important, and I have to say this: sometimes the greatest act of love is kindness, is being nice mm. to that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's like, I, sometimes I'm just appalled at what I hear people say to each other. And I'm like going, oh, I know. It's amazing, oh isn't it? Yeah, it's like, where is that coming from? I mean, exactly. you know, so I, I well, do want to... And here's the thing, is emotions are all over the place. I mean, they can change on the drop of a dime. You know, action is pretty steady, uh, and so I think men particularly, they want to make their wives happy because if their wives are happy, they feel good, their world's all, you know, mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to be, but they don't know a lot of times. Right. They don't know what to say, what to do, um, so I think it's really important for women to explain to them what their love languages are, what their expectations are, because otherwise, most of the time, we don't have a clue, so... Well, and I think that is so important that, you know, and, and I agree with you. In, in my experience, at least the men that I have worked with are good guys who love their mm-hmm. wives, love their families, <laughs> want to do a good job. It's, for them, it's part of that providing, protecting. That, right. oh, my, if my wife or my child is unhappy, somehow I have failed. Right. That's not a true statement, but that's actually how it gets implemented. And the other yeah. thing, and you said this, and I think it's really important, is that men would rather do nothing than fail. So if they don't know oh, that what they're going to do is going to work, they're just going to go, okay. And this is where right. they can get caught in this, um, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. <laughs> right. Well, and, and Valentine's Day comes to mind. Oh. Me, but... <laughs> yeah. One of my least favorite holidays because um, quite well, frankly and, and I here's think the problem day, i think every day should we should be telling our people the people that we care about that's that we true well here's the other thing i think a lot of women that are unhappy don't know what they want exactly they just know that they're not happy and if yep. they don't know they can't explain it to the man to their man and right. he's never going to know and he's just going to continue to make her unhappy so well and, and I'm going to say she's choosing to be unhappy, but that's my opinion. So I want to get to the last lesson before we run out of time. And the last mm-hmm. lesson, and this one, is I, when I read this, I went, hmm, I love it, but. And the last lesson is that love stays. So, I mean, and I know that in terms of loving our children, mm-hmm. um, they can get that message, although when we're not showing that message to the, to the other parent, mm-hmm. um, the message that kids get is that love doesn't stay. That, I mean, you know, the, 
you know, the, the conversation that a, a couple that's splitting will have is like, mommy and daddy love you. They just don't love each other anymore. Mm-hmm. So that belies the love stays because if mommy can stop loving daddy or daddy can stop loving mommy, doesn't that mean they can stop loving me? So is this what you're talking about when you talk about that love stays? Well, I don't, I, again, I don't remember what I wrote in the article. Probably something smarter than I'm going to tell you <laughs> now. But, uh, but no, I think it's important that, that I, I'm not talking about if you're having huge problems, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and been through counseling and everything. I'm just saying I think a lot of people quit when mm-hmm. things get difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, my observation after 41 years of marriage is that there's going to be seasons. There's going to be bad times. There's going to be good times. And if you weather through the bad times, those good times are so much better together. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it with the same person, you've got to go do it with somebody. So you're going to have to go through the same thing anyway. Um, right. And so I think part of it is when things are tough or somebody's sick or, or whatever, that you stay um, speaks that you love them. If you didn't love them, um, it would be easy to just say, yep, sorry. Well, and this kind of goes back to the love is an action because if we stop acting loving towards each other, then I would think that that would sow the ground for not staying. I mean, you know, and and there are a few of my mentors that you know kind of have you um took a stand i'm a marriage and family therapist by training and one of my mentors said you know marriage is in our title (laughs) but but there were but there are a lot of marriage and family therapists that won't um promote marriage and i don't mean and i and and I don't think everybody should be married, nor do I think that every marriage can or should be saved. But so right. many more could if people mm-hmm. understood um, that there are going to be times when I don't like my spouse. But in right. the truth of the matter is there were times I didn't like my kids either. So, exactly. <laughs> right. know, or they didn't like me or my husband doesn't like me or whatever. Right. But if you have that grounding of of love, um, and that if I, you know, because sometimes if I act in a loving fashion, I start to feel love for my partner mm-hmm. or the kid who has just <laughs> driven me crazy. Right. And yep. you know, and so how do how how can people? I mean, what have you what have you seen? What 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 do you recommend for people who? I mean, you know, they really are struggling because, yeah. you know, kind of like the the woman you were talking about. Well, he's not doing, you know, he's either not doing the things that I want him to do or think he should be doing, but there he is doing this other thing that I didn't even know right. needed to be done, and it's kind of like, right, because you guys aren't talking to each other. Right. <laughs> so, what do you tell people well, about love staying? Well, we talked online or offline about the statistics of kids from broken homes or however you want to describe it, Mm -hmm. divorce or whatever. And statistically, it's off the chart that kids do better from a stable two-parent home than they do from a single parent or 
mm-hmm. or any other type of living mm-hmm. situation as far as that goes. Um, and so, you know, w- w- there's that for one thing. And we, I think we tend to, and you mentioned it, sometimes you didn't like your kids. <laughs> but we don't think about divorcing our kids, right? We right. we figure out a way to make it better and because and, we're always going to take care of our kids, right? So... Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we do that with our spouse? Why don't we do the same, pay the same? And and that's a big thorn in my side is that I, I'm going to, I'm not picking on women, but I'm going to say, I think they're probably more apt to do this. They spend all their time when the kids are growing up focused on the kids mm-hmm. and not on building their marriage. And then when the kid's gone, there's nothing left between yep. them. And yep. Why should we stay together? We don't even like each other. I don't even know you anymore, you know. Right. Yeah, that's 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 a big one. That's a big one for me. Um and you know, I mean I raised two children to adulthood, but mm-hmm. there but my but my husband and I still stayed connected. In fact, I remember, you know, my husband and I were going out on a date one night and my son goes, "What restaurant are you going to?" and I told him and it was his favorite restaurant and I looked at him and I said, we're going to Bistro 604, and you're not coming. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. so mad at me because it's like, no, no, this is our time, and you know, and it is. It's very difficult. Right. One of the things that drives me and crazy. And that's a good lesson for them to learn that they're not the center of the universe, and that Which mom is, and dad's relationship is most important. Well, right? and right, and and it goes to my opening statement that truly the best gift you can give your kids is mm-hmm. to protect is to protect their marriage. Because that's the foundation for them, and you know, right. but we have it. You know, but the child-centric society—it's all about the kids. <laughs> it's like, love right. you guys, but at some point in well, time, the ideal is you're going to be off on your own, and Dad and I are going to still right. be here. So, what exactly. do we do then? Well, and I, I remember, like when the kids were little, you know, we would hug or kiss in front of them, and they would, you know, pretend <laughs> like they were disgusted. But they're in their dig. Them and the dog are trying to get in between us, yes. right? Because of that love mm-hmm. that's emanating. Mm-hmm. And they want to be a part of that. So it yeah. gives kids a very secure feeling when their parents love each other. Yes, it does. So, Rick, where can people learn more about Better Dad Ministries, about you, what you do? Because, I mean, what you're doing is really important. So please let them know. Yeah, um, betterdads.net is our website and you can learn probably more than you ever wanted to know about what we do and who I am on there. Um, but, um, yeah, all my books are on Amazon as well. And, and I can sell them, sell them off the website if you want them signed or anything. But, um, yeah, we do a lot of work, a lot of programs with, um, families, single parents, kids, um, mentoring programs, you know, different stuff like that camps. Uh And, um, so yeah, it's uh, been doing it for a lot of years, and and it never gets boring. <laughs> right? No, I, 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 yeah, I never get bored by by relationships. So if, right. if you are a regular listener, you know that I never use miserable and marriage in the same sentence, and the answer isn't necessarily to end a marriage. If you have children, it's important to see if you can make it better, because they are watching and learning. And they're a great reason to get some help, but they cannot keep you together. So if you would truly do anything for your kids, as many parents say, are you willing to address the issues in your marriage? 
And one of the things that I hope you do to learn more about relationships and marriage is to keep listening to this show. And until next week, stay loving. Stay loving.